Shalom Aleichem on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Pei Aleph, Babakama 81a, pagination is 161. We'll start at the very bottom of the facing page. Tanura Banon, we learnt. Asara Tanoim Hisna Yehoshua. There are 10 conditions that Yehoshua made when he enabled the people to inherit the land of Israel. So he made 10 conditions, we'll do a few of them, and we'll get a certain impression of at least one of the themes that existed. Basically, how the people would interact vis-a-vis personal ownership versus the greater good. So that, for example, Shiumarin Bechorshin, it's permitted for people to graze their animals in the forest of their friend, meaning untilled land, a thicket, the type of land which the Gemara explains would not be damaged by these animals. So it's specifically talking about small animals with big trees in a way that this is not going to cause a problem. You can't cause a problem, but a person being standoffish it's mine. How can you benefit from it? So Yeshua made certain rules that would make it a little bit more lenient, would make it that a person did have the ability to benefit from someone else's land without damaging him. Another example, Umalaktin Eitzim Sehem, you're allowed to collect twigs from the field, Omalaktim asabim b'chalmakom chutz mitilson, and they were allowed to likewise gather grasses, except from a field of tilson, which is a certain type of plant, a bean, which Rashi says benefited from the grass being there. But as long as the application is such that you're not doing damage, these types of minor benefit that the only reason the owner would stop you was because it's mine, not yours. So on that, Yoshua made a condition when he gave out the land that these things should be okay. Not only that, but the kotmim netios bechol makom a person would be allowed to take a cutting of someone else's tree. It's being taken in a way that does not damage the other person's tree, but it does enable the person who takes it to root it and end up with the genetics of that other tree. And if he would see someone else has got a really nice tree, he would be entitled, allowed, to take a cutting of it in order to try to duplicate it, to reproduce it in his own field. The only exception is if the owner cut down his trees in a pruning type of way, such that all that's left is grofios shalzaius, the fistful is the expression of an olive tree, such that taking a cutting at this point would do damage to what he has, so then you're not allowed to take. 
But taking a cutting of someone else's in a way that doesn't do damage, Yoshua's perspective was basically it seems to be free enterprise, allowing people to benefit from the goodness that Hashem put in the land and not to be possessive or exclusive about this. This enters the very thought-provoking topic of patents on plant items. So, in a general sense, we see that we're not protective, and if some good tree is growing, some good seeds are growing, they should be made available. The argument against that is that companies that actually modify the genetics want their technology to be protected so that their investment should be able to be recouped from the product and they want to be able to protect it, the concept would find its source in typical copyright law where we find that there were, at times, uh, letters written that no one is allowed to print this item or something that would infringe on this item for a certain number of years in order to protect continued investment in the field. We'll do one more. People were allowed to spread nets in the Sea of Teveria. But you're not allowed to put in a post because if you put a post in and you spread your net across, so that method of fishing would actually infringe on the ships. But in order to fish you already had permission from Yehoshua, even if you were not from the Shevet to whom that particular area was designated. The Rambam discusses this in Hilchas Nizke Mamon Perek Hey, the fifth chapter. The Ramah brings this in Choshen Mishpat Semen Resh Ayin Dalid. And he writes, Asara Tanoim, there are ten conditions that Yehoshua made. Fekulam Noah goes af And the Ramos says that they apply as well outside of Eretz Israel. The only thing is that Yehoshua made it to his generation, but we would extrapolate from that the norms of social living and interaction. The Ramah writes, Lo yadati, I don't know why the Mechaber skipped these laws and didn't mention them. And he writes, perhaps because they're not shchiach, they're not common to apply in our time, because the vast majority of people in the Gullus, in the exile, are not farmers, are not landowners. And therefore, these laws were not so applicable, but the Ramah maintains that they would indeed apply. Yeshe Thank you for joining.